being able to create a good demo environment that shows the different ways you can use the data requires a lot of creative thinking. And so what we've done historically is at times um, we've actually created unique demo environments. Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're tuning into Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by David Enriquez, who's a lead on the developer experience team at Clavio. David, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, George? I'm uh, doing well. I can't uh, can't complain, especially after chatting with you a little bit about Brazil. I started to kind of feel uh, the nostalgia of when I went to Rio a couple of years ago and the music. I want to go to, uh, there's a, it's, is it in Salvador, which I hear is really where Samba and Bossa Nova started. But anyways, awesome. we'll, we'll get yeah, We had a good uh, conversation there. So to, for the people watching my um Henriquez is Portuguese, and so it actually comes from the island of Curaçao, and my boss, I was mentioning, is from Brazil, so we got a lot of Latinx influence over here at Clavia. Awesome. Well, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about your career background? How'd you get into technology? I know you spent a couple of years in sales engineering and now moved over to really drive success at scale within the developer community. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my love of technology started when I was really young. Um, so I had a friend who the two of us used to build like choose your own adventure games in the basic programming language when we were like eight, nine years old. And so that was, you know, really what got me hooked on it. Um, all growing up through high school and college, I would oftentimes build websites for, you know, friends with small businesses, their parents might have like a small shop or something, and they wanted to just be able to, you know, list their their store products online, um, things like that. After college, I got into tech sales for a while. And so I spent about 10 years or so um, doing tech sales. And then, you know, towards the end of that, I kind of just remembered back to when I was younger and, and all of the things that I really enjoyed doing, um, you know, with, with building things and, and the challenges that came with that. So I decided to take a bit of a change from technical sales into actually building product. Um, so I went into engineering, spent um, a year uh, at a healthcare company, um, doing medical image um, UI work for big hospital networks, and then kind of took the both of those, my background in sales, my technical background, and there was a really cool opportunity I was connected to through my network at Clavio to join really pretty early on and help build out the sales engineering team there. So it's a, it's a little different at Clavio. The eng sales engineering team there is a little bit different than traditional SaaS sales engineering, where we really want to hire engineers first and folks who also can be really empathetic with customers, but who can get at code level and be able to actually ship product and, you know, do things like that. Um, so it's, it's less about having to do the demos and things like that yourself and more about how you can help customers um, with, you know, really technical type challenges and be able to just get more from the product. Which I think it sounds like is a great sort of premise to your current role, which is really enabling uh, success across the entire uh, developer ecosystem. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, put the, the, the you know, sales engineering hat back on. When you're a sales engineer, where do you go to actually like produce that demo? Is that something that you start hacking up on your own? You know, do you have to go to engineering? Like, what's that dynamic like? And what's the process of getting something like this? 
Yeah, so it's a great question. And, and it's not one that's super easy to answer for a company like Clavia. So we are a very sophisticated data application. And in order to correctly demo the Clavio product, it relies on a lot of different things working in concert. So we have, you know, from our, our architecture in terms of the different way we store data and the, the infrastructure is very complex and without real use of the product, right? So if you're not in there creating email templates to send out automations, if you're not building personalized segments for users that you know, are doing something and each of our customers is very different. So if you're selling baby products, you may be sending out automations based on something, you know, every say six or 12 months as, as a child grows, you want to be able to keep up with, right, that individual child for that parent and you want to be able to personalize that content. Um, but if you're selling CBD products that, you know, you're a completely different market and the types of people you're looking for might be people who are dealing with, you know, CBD for relaxation, CBD for pain care. And so the customers are completely different and being able to create a good demo environment that shows the different ways you can use the data requires a lot of creative thinking. And so what we've done historically is at times um, we've actually created unique demo environments. So um, we have, you know, a particularly large customer. I'm not sure if I can, if I can say who they are, but they're just a, we'll just say they're a very large um, department store company in Canada that also has a really um, strong presence online and they have a really great leader and he's been taking them a lot. Um, in digital initiatives. And so they're, they're doing a ton of online sales now and a ton with both their retail and online um, combination. And so when we were flying to their office to meet them and, and give them a demo, in that case, we actually were able to take their own products, right? And their own things you would find on their website and generate a bunch of mock orders and mock data in this, in a Clavio demo app in order to kind of show them what the experience could be like. And so Sometimes in sales engineering, you have that opportunity, you have a really big prospect. And so it makes sense to be able to put in the legwork on that individual and, and build custom tailored demos, you know, seeing their products, everyone likes to see their logo, you know, their product names, it, it makes them feel good and, and they can see themselves using it. Um, but in general, as a company at Clavio at scale, you know, we have over 60,000 customers now, we need to be able to build an environment that can work for anyone. Um, so we have a team who, um, when I first started, um, there were very briefly three sales engineers, and then there were two of us for, for a year. And one of those team members, Waleed, is now kind of taking on a, a more of a lead role from a, what you might think of more of a product management role within sales engineering. And he's really taken on this demo product where we have a very sophisticated behind the scenes application that's creating this demo data and allowing us to be able to kind of, we created our own store so we have like a, a fake store, a fake logo, fake brand, and we're constantly pumping in data and making it look like someone's really using this account. Got it. And, you know, if I am in a sales engineer out there and I'm trying to spin something up like this, what are some of the roadblocks or, you know, maybe pushbacks that you might get from other organizations, uh, particularly maybe engineering, right? You know, that has to spin up an instance, so maybe it's AWS or something similar, and then has to maintain it. What are some of the issues that y'all have run into? I know, you know, you started off, there were two folks, and now it's scaled. I think you said 13 or 15 uh, on the team right now. And, you know, what are some of those roadblocks and how'd you get around them? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I think the key there as a startup and as one that's growing is you want 
your engineers and product teams to be focused on building product. So you really have to take on the responsibility yourself as a sales engineering team. It'd be great, right? If we could take the folks who are responsible for our email template or sorry, our email pipeline or even email templates out and say, hey, can you build you know, a special custom email template for this big customer? But as a company that's growing at scale, that's completely impossible to do. And it, it doesn't make sense, right? And you're hurting your growth by doing that. So I think the key to a sales engineering company doing, a sales engineering department doing this is you have to be autonomous. You have to be able to do this yourself. Um, so we had our own AWS environment that we, um, you know, we're working with our security team and making sure that we do everything above board. You don't want to just go rogue on stuff like this. But what you want to be able to do is be completely autonomous, be able to manage and be responsible for this yourself. And then instead of, you know, having story points that you have to give people, which are never going to get approved, right? You're, you're going to have engineers that are focused on their tasks. You're not going to be able, and you would never want to over, um, you know, overcommit them or supersede their own responsibilities. So what you have to do is be able to be really creative, really resourceful. And then those same engineers will be more than willing to help you, you know, maybe after five o'clock, if you meet them in the kitchen, you know, you share a beverage with them or you catch them for lunch sometime, people are more than willing to help you on, you know, one-offs here and there, but you really have to be autonomous and be able to do the work yourself is what we found. Awesome. Now, myself, I am all about motivating and inspiring folks. And of course, I've always been on the sales side, whether it was sales development or the AE closing role. What are some of the nuances that you've seen when uh, trying to motivate and inspire SEs to not only just work hard and, and hit their numbers, but also follow the process and workflow that you put in place? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So I think in general, the, the way that we've tried to do things with our sales engineering team is, is really by leading um, by example. So what we want to be able to do is send out, you know, sales engineers who can help AEs, but it's a, again, it's a bit different here. So our sales engineers, you know, they don't have a particular quota. They're not what you would think of maybe as a traditional SE where they're on certain deals, right? And they're responsible for a certain pipeline and, and oftentimes like going from demo to demo. A lot of what we're doing is really trying to empower the, the AEs to be as effective as possible. And, you know, we hire really bright, really technical AEs at Clavio. So our goal is around that is, is really just making sure that they have the tools available and that they have good processes in place. So something that we do is we track extensively what we do in Salesforce. So we have a process where AEs can assign an SE to a deal. We have a round robin system where different AEs will have a group of SEs that they're assigned to. And so those will get kind of divvied out. And then every now and then we go in and check and make sure that it was going, you know, kind of an even amount that if people were requesting SEs for certain numbers of things. So you know, for example, we would track why an SE is being assigned. And then we would try and tie that back to, is this something that we need to fix in the product? Is this something that we need more training about? Is this something that we can do as an SE team to improve the process? And so you're constantly trying to evolve that. So ideally, the things that SEs were being assigned to six, 12 months ago, are you're not really seeing those anymore today. And so the goal is you're, everyone's evolving and 
you're constantly leveling everyone up and then the goalposts are kind of constantly changing right and so you are always learning new things everyone's constantly leveling up and that's that's really the goal of you know a healthy SE AE relationship that we see is one where the AEs don't have to rely on the SEs it's more about coaching strategy training etc awesome and and it sounds like you know you're hiring AEs that are more technical in nature anyway so there's this better alignment and understanding that's interesting you know and the reason why i ask is just having lived on the non-technical side for a long time and having worked with in various types of se's you know you might get an se that's way more technical hasn't really done a lot of customer facing uh sort of activities and and i'm all i'm all of course thinking about like this memory of 10, 12 years ago uh, when it was quite different than I think it is today, just for all of us on, on the revenue side. And so we were getting essentially just engineers who were coming to help us on the sales side. And, and it was a little different. And then you had these sales leaders that were owning sales engineering and they didn't really know how to interact with a more technical stakeholder. They were, you know, internal stakeholder. They were dealing uh, with or they were trying to implement or use these tactics, these qualitative motivating managerial tactics that they used with like AEs and closers. And it just wasn't really working. Right? Yeah, that's, and, that's a great point. So you, you really have to make sure that SEs feel challenged. And one great thing that we've been able to do is have a lot of our own projects. So what we try to do with the SEs at Clavio is everyone kind of has something technical they're working on. So whether those are, you know, tools for the sales team where you, you might traditionally find a company that is giving that work to engineering, um, that's things that can be owned and completely autonomously managed by the SE team. And so it, it's almost like if you think about the Google, you know, saying, which I don't even know if they do this anymore, where it was like 20% of your week, you get to work on special projects. Mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing yeah, official like that. Yep. Yeah. But we almost think of it like that, where you want, you know, folks to have 20% of their time, maybe a day a week dedicated to projects that they're working on. And these are oftentimes full stack applications that provide tremendous value with the goal of empowering, enabling the sales team and helping us sell better and helping us do better. Um, one funny thing I wanted I to mention that. at the beginning, when you mentioned our, our AEs are very technical. So one of the first things I did when I when I started at Clavio is I built a command line tool to help with slicing different data types. So we had um, certain upload limitations in the app where like you have to upload certain data sets at, at like 50 megabytes or less. And for an engineer, it's pretty trivial to slice that, but it can be difficult for marketers. And so I built a command line tool. And I remember the CEO, AB was told me that, oh yeah, this is great. Like you got to train the AEs. Like they should be using all of these command line tools. And I think that that's probably a little too far, but I think that gives you a good understanding of, you know, what we're trying to do and that we want everyone at the company to be excited by technology, to be learning all the time and, you know, not to be afraid to potentially jump into a terminal. And I've helped our, our customer success team. You know, some of them will actually, you know, they will jump into a terminal and, and run scripts um, in order to help out our customers. So that's the kind of level that we're looking for is like people who are really hungry, who really wanna learn and who really wanna um, be in an environment where we're willing to teach you how, how to be even more technical you know, than you are. Awesome. David, do you see like variances in the demo that the SDR AE 
uh, does versus like the SE. You know, we we think a lot about this like first call demo here, especially with our technology, obviously. Uh, and the AE will do a demo, right? And then maybe there's a different demo for the second call AE demo. Are you seeing those? Is, and, and is there a language that you're seeing internally around these? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely something that um, is for us as well. Um, our goal with our product is we want it to be really accessible, really simple and easy to use and allow everyone from entrepreneurs to large companies, right, to be able to use it. And so that's very ambitious. And, you know, it, it can often be very difficult. And so what you sometimes get is with a BDR, as everyone knows, the the immediate urgency is often around seeing something, you know, a quick win. So the, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's a big business, if it's a big business, you know, they may have something that's really, really painful. Right. And so they may have a timeline that's not being hit with their current solution, or they may have some goal that's not being hit. Whereas an entrepreneur might be looking like, Hey, how can I like quickly be able to make some more money here? What can I do to improve my marketing? Um, how can I use the data that I have on my, my e-commerce store, I may not be using it at all, right? And so what you're going to see oftentimes is what we want to show in the early stage is just how quick and easy it is to get up and going. Now, it's very fortunate for us that we've invested so much into our integrations so that someone can, if, for example, they're you know using a modern e-commerce site, they can often integrate in a matter of minutes. You know, our goal internally is we want people to be able to use Clavio within 60 minutes of signing up. So if you come for a freemium product and you integrate your e-commerce store, we want you to be up and running in an hour. Well, awesome. when you're demoing, that's you don't always have an hour, right? You yeah. don't, as a BDR, you, you can't always get someone's attention for a full hour. And so we need to show some quick highlights, you know, some quick wins, some very quick UIs of, hey, look, this is what's going to be available to you. Um, versus when you get to the AE level, that's when folks are a bit more committed Right, they're bought in a bit more. They're they're willing to hear you out on on how the larger product product works. That's where we really get deep into the product of of what does it mean to be able to create um, dynamic segmentation. Like how how do you personalize things to customers? And that's when you know you start to get really deep into how the product works. And you know, again, we don't have that concept of like needing an SE for a demo. Oftentimes, SEs are there, and especially if the if the customer has technical stakeholders they're going to invite, then it, it makes sense to bring an SE on. But these AEs can very much, you know, go all the way with the product, figure out how everything works and, and really be able to showcase any odds and ends. And, and Clavio has a huge surface area. So there, there is a lot that you have to know about how the product works. And oftentimes that comes down to qualification, understanding, you know, what's going to drive the most impact for this customer, being able to show them things that are going to have a huge impact on their business. Awesome. David, thank you so much for your time. I want to, you know, res be respectful of your schedule. I had one last question. If you were to give one tip to SE solutions, engineering organizations, solution consulting organizations, I know there are a couple of titles depending on your org. If you were to give one tip uh, around improving your demo workflow or strategy, what would that be? My one tip would just be to always be incredibly empathetic to the customer. So the best demos are going to be ones where you're showing the customer something that really matters to them. That doesn't always 
translate to what you personally think is the coolest part of the product or what's always been the most successful part of the demo to you. The most successful part of the demo to the customer is going to be what matters the most to them. So as SEs, you have to have a lot of empathy. You have to really be able to put yourself in the customer's shoes, understand what their challenges are, understand what it is that they want your product to be able to do for them, and then be honest with them. If your product is going to be able to do that, then that's great. But maybe they're not thinking about the question right. Maybe they're not thinking about the solution right. And so sometimes you're going to need to challenge them, but you're not going to be able to challenge them and change their mind unless you're being really empathetic and ultimately you're going to be able to drive them to that goal they want. I, you know, I see sometimes people will, will try and hand wave, you know, certain things like, oh, well, I understand you're asking for that, but, but this is like a little better. And, and they never get to that empathy stage where the customer trusts them to have their best interest in mind. You know, as an SE, we're fortunate oftentimes that, you know, we're not held to a specific quote always. And we really get that opportunity, not that salespeople don't, but, you know, we get that opportunity to be the buddy to the person buying, right? They want you on their team. They think all the time, like, hey, if I could just get you to help me, like this would be awesome, right? And so you get to be kind of the best friend and the hero to the customer a lot of times. And so don't take that for granted. Be empathetic and it'll all work out. Awesome. I love it. If folks want to follow you on social media or maybe follow any sort of content you might be sharing, what are the best channels to reach you? Um, that's actually a funny question. So I don't really do social media. Um, I have a LinkedIn account. I think that's the only thing I do. Um, I would say if, if you're interested in, in what's going on here, clavio.com careers, we're hiring, you know, more than probably double the company over the next 12 months. Um, we're, we're in a really awesome tear here on what we're doing with e-commerce. We have a lot of plans beyond e-commerce. So if you're you know, ambitious, you're looking to get into a technical company, then absolutely come join us because it's going to be a lot of fun. Isn't it crazy that like e-commerce is just kind of like really happening right now in view of everything that's been going on? Anyways, yeah, David. I mean, everyone's at home, right? So you got you to gotta buy somewhere. Exactly. Well, cool. Thank you so much for your time and uh, have a great day. All right. Thank you, George.